Good morning, good morning. It's a pleasure to be in the house of the Lord on today to bring to you the message for the West Side family. Um, I thank God for this opportunity once again to be before you. I thank my my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the opportunity to bring the message and I thank Pastor West and First Lady West for the opportunity each and every time that I get the chance to be before you. Today for the West Side family, it is our youth day. I'm so excited to be before you and to bring the message and to be here for youth day. It, it is great. I I miss you guys. I miss our youth. Uh, we're, we're, we haven't been in our building in a while and you know, we, on Youth Day, it's, it's an exciting day. We join together, the youth come before us, they, they, they do their scriptures, they sing their songs, they do things that they, they perform before us, and it's such a great day to have youth in the church. And um, before we get started, as you can see, I got on this shirt, I know Preaching the word of God deserves to have on a suit, you know, being in a pool pit. But today it is youth day. I have on this t-shirt. It says so wise. It stands for sold out West Side youth seeking excellence. It's something God gave me during the pandemic, being at home, having so much time on my hands. And I created this, you know, with the mind, the brain. And that's what it means. Sold out West Side youth seeking excellence. And you'll see every youth every person in the video with this shirt on. So if you're wondering what it means, that's what it means. So before I get started today, we're gonna to hear from my young people with their So Why Shirt song. Let's say it man as they come before us. too much really uh, I'm a freshman in high school and in high school cross country and football are at the same time in the season but because of the pandemic I got to do both of them well I'm going to get to do both of them uh, because football got moved over because it's a high-risk sport 
and all. So cross country stayed in the same spot. So I'm doing cross country now, and then later, closer to the end of the year, I guess to do football. But like so, sophomore year, I don't know if I'm gonna get able to do both of them. But I don't know which I'm gonna pick because I like both of them. Hey, it's Damo and Nick, the twins. And today we're going to be talking about how the pandemic has been treating us in the world. Today we are going to share our insights on how the pandemic helped us stay positive. First, it's always a priority to stay positive in a negative world. Second, the pandemic showed us everyone can get sick and die amongst us at any given day. So we are taught to be polite and positive because you never know when it's someone's last day. Um, lastly, it also shows with prayer and preparation, those around us will also stay positive and safe. How me and my family are staying positive during the COVID-19 pandemic and epidemic is we're like staying positive, helping one, one another out, being there for each other. And I'm staying positive by learning new traits, expanding my horizon. Like, um, I started to um, learn Spanish in the beginning of the COVID-19 outbreak. And then I didn't expect it to stick. It was just to learn Spanish to be able to um, talk with my friends at the table. And then that's when um, it just stuck. And now I'm, I'm, I'm almost bilingual now. And I started to grow my hair in the beginning of the pandemic too. And now I have quarantine braids right here. <laughs> That's a funny story behind that. All the barber shops closed down, so I basically just grow. Yep, so I've been growing my hair out, and then I started a plant and fruit garden in my window. And my garden is going strong. I've been growing and eating out of it. Um, just embracing the love of God, because... He's been protecting my family so good. It's amazing. No one that I know and my family have the COVID-19. That's great. My mother's health is slowly regaining, but she's getting better. So that's good. And we just been around keeping on. So that's excellent. Hey Westside Youth Department, it is Sister Sierra and I am just hopping on here to encourage you guys to just stay with God. I know that things are different right now. I know that things have changed. I know school has changed, the protocol, just life has changed itself. And so I just want to hop on and just say, you know what? We are going to get through this and we're going to be okay. I want you to know that I miss you guys so much. I miss your laughs. I miss our conversations. <laughs> I miss everything about all of you. And I just want you to know that we appreciate what you've done considering, you know, the times that we're in, we're using technology once again. And I just want to say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for your participation, for you just doing <clears throat> what you normally do and just being you. 
So I love you guys so much. I want to encourage you to stay with God. Stay positive. Stay positive during this time and to make sure that you get in your word. Make sure you know who you are during this season. You are awesome young men, young women, children. I appreciate you and I love you just the way that you are. So like I said, we're going to get through this. Stay positive. We are praying for you. We are praying for you a wonderful and prosperous and a progressive and an awesome school year. And we're hoping that soon, maybe later, we can see you guys again and love on you guys and talk to you guys and really just, you know, get to the point where we can just catch up and just really, really, you know, see how your life has changed and see what's going on with you inwardly and outwardly. But all in all, we appreciate you. We love you. I miss you guys so much. You have no idea. I miss you. I miss you. And so until then, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So thank you so much. We appreciate you. And if you could, just give yourself a hug for me. I would greatly appreciate it. So I love you. We're praying for you. We got this and we're going to get through it. So until next time, I will see you guys later. Love y'all. Thank you so much for watching the videos of our youth with their beautiful shirts on. And we're going to go into the message at this time. Welcome to the West Side Church in Rockford, Illinois. A legacy of praise, a beacon of hope, a vision of tomorrow. We hope that you enjoy this message. So before I get started, I'm going to say a prayer. Um, if you would bow your hands. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for... Allow me the opportunity once again, God. Uh, thank you for your grace and mercy, your goodness, Lord. Um, just ask, oh God, that you would just give me the words to say to your people. Um, just bless those ears that are hearing this word, that they would be encouraged and enlightened about you, oh God. And we just ask that you would just be with us once again. And I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. So I'm going to go into the word. The, the title for today's message is simple. Jesus loves you. It's something you got to believe for yourself. Jesus loves you. And the scripture is John 3:16 and 17. The King James Version. I know it's many different versions. I like the ESV version. I'll read that version too. But I'll read the King James Version also. John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent his son, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And I'll read the ESV Version for you also. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have, everlast have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So that is the title. Jesus loves you. You got to rehearse it, meditate on it, let it rain in your spirit. Jesus loves you. 
2020, what are you doing? Oh, Lord. It's so much we can say about 2020 right now. Some of us want to be in 2021, but it hasn't got here fast enough. It's, it's so much going on in 2020 since January 1st, 2020. Even before that got here, things started going haywire in our world. So much is going on. Uh, pandemic, epidemic sickness, death, uh, police brutality, uh, governmental issues, uh, man, so much failure is going on, and that could cause us to be blind, uh, a cover being put over our eyes to realize the fact that Jesus still loves us. So we see all of this stuff going on today, and that, that, that may be a question to us. Does Jesus love me? I tell you right now, he does. He's in control. He knows what's going on. We got to see that he still loves us. Yes, his family members dying. Yes, his people getting sick. Yes, things are happening in our government. Yes, things are happening in our world uh, that are uncontrollable and it's so much hatred and, and fear going on. But we got to realize Jesus loves us. Jesus loves us. That is that is so important for us to get that and let it stick to us and hold on to it and not let go of it. And as young people, I know sometimes um, high schoolers, teenagers and stuff like that, a common phrase that is said in the teenage age is nobody loves me. So many of us say, even adults, uh, we encounter depression and, and oppression and so much. And we say, nobody loves me. Even those that are around us saying, I love you. I love you. I love you. Hugging us, being with us, being there for us. And sometimes we still feel like nobody loves me. you got to realize Jesus loves you. He loves me. He loves everyone here on this earth. Like it said in the scripture, he came that we may be saved, saved them from so many different things. Young people, um, um, you, you see how your family um, is raised from generation to generation, how grandma did things, how mama did things, how granddaddy and grandpa, how uncle does things, uh, the ups and downs of the family, generational curses. You see all of that and you it, it may not be a good picture for you. And you question, does Jesus love me? Who is Jesus? Does he really love me? Yes, he does. And you, you can let that love of Jesus change your life, change your life for the better. Like I said, there's so much going on. We could be blinded that Jesus loves us. You got to realize that simple message is simple. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. I look at um, in the book of Genesis, Genesis 1 and 26. Let me go to it. Genesis 1 and 26. You don't believe he loves you? This should tell you that he loves you. Genesis 1 and 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish, over, 
over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. What kind of love is that? That is some awesome love. He loved us so much that he created us after his own image. You've heard the phrase, God is love. He created us to want love. He created us for himself because he loves us. That should let you know you created in his image. You're an awesome person. You're awesome. No matter what you're going through, you're awesome. He loves you. He loves you. Let it stick in. Let it sink in your soul, your spirit. He loves you. You created after an awesome God. He loves you. He created us with a hunger um, for, I'm, well, I'll make this statement right here. Every one of us was born in a sinful way. Uh, we're born because of Adam and Eve. You, you all know the story. You know what they did. You know they was, in, they was doing stuff that they were not supposed to do. And it caused us to fall into sin, to be born into sin. But deep down inside of you, each and every one of us, we have a hunger for the Holy Ghost. We have a hunger for love. And some of you may be saying, that's not true. People are here killing. People are here stealing. People are here lying. They're doing all kind of demonic things, all kind of things that doesn't make sense to the human eye. You have a hunger for the Holy Ghost. How can I say that? The enemy knows that. The enemy knows that God created you to dominate because he loves you. He created you with that hunger for him because he loves you. But then the enemy comes in. He changes that hunger for God and he fills it with hatred. He fills it with lust. He fills it with pornography. He fills it with fear. He fills it with sickness. He fills it with so many things that are the opposite of God. So much deep down inside. What you're looking for is the love of God, the love of Jesus, because he loves you. He created you for that, that you could have a bond. You can have a bond with him like no other. You say, I got two hands. I got two lips, two rows of teeth. Some of us. I'm just kidding. Two eyes, two ears, two feet, two legs. You got so many pairs of so many things. That's one and one. One and one equals two. You and God. Because he loves you. He created you in his image. It's so many signs that he loves you and wants a relationship with you. One and one. You, him. Him, you. Together, two. I got two hands, two ears, two eyes. So much. So much is there to tell us that he loves us and he wants us to see that he loves us the enemy knows that he wants us to be blinded from the fact that he that god loves us he wants us at a young age to get so many scars so many wounds from what the world is offering what uh what's going on in today's life so much in our family has happened 
He wants to scar us up so bad that we feel like the love of God cannot come in our life and heal us. You got to realize he loves you and he wants a relationship with you. He wants a lovely relationship with you. Love drives. Love. It was the love of Jesus for us that drove him when he ran out of strength on his way to the cross. I can only imagine I work night shift and sometimes you don't get as much sleep as you would like or trying to sleep during the day. And you run out of energy and you run out of strength and you're like, God, where is my strength? I think about my love for my wife and my daughters that my love for them drives me when I feel tired and I don't want to get out of bed. My love for them drives me. Love, the love of Jesus can give you so much strength. That love for them gives me strength. I think about the representative of the 67 district in Rockford, Illinois. He has a job before him that could cause headaches, migraines, sickness, tiredness, all kind of stuff that he doesn't want to encounter. And it's something inside of him that drives him. It's called love, the love for the people, the love for righteousness, the love for justice, the love for the Lord. He wants to see something better. Love drives you. I'm sure when his, when his, when his child gets here, it's going to be another amount of love that pushes him, even in his governmental job, to see justice. Because my child is coming. My child has to live in this world. My child has to live here. I want to see justice. I want to see peace. I want to see a change. I want to see something better. Love. That love is so powerful. The love for what we do. The love, even the love for the love for something that somebody hates. Does that make sense? You hate something so much that you love doing the wrong thing. Love is so powerful that it can drive you into a place that you can't even imagine. Let God strengthen you. Let his love come into your life. Let his love drive you into a better life, a life of success, a life of knowledge, a life of peace, a life of strength. Let that love drive you. He created you to he created you to dominate. You're made to dominate. He loves you so much. He created you for dominion. Let the love of Jesus come into your life. And let it change your heart. I think about the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. Okay, he was in the father's house. He had everything he needed. The father's house. He was with the source. The source of all things. The source of his life. His father had everything he needed. He had people serving him. He had money. He had a place to stay. He had plenty of food. He had love, joy, peace, and a sound mind as the word says. But he wanted to leave. Give me what belongs to me and I'm out of here, Father. I'm out of here, Source. I'm going to something else, something that's not going to replenish me the way that I need to be replenished. Something else out here in this world called hatred, called lust, called fear, called all kinds of things that come to take, subtract from our lives instead of add to it. He was with the Source and he wanted to leave. 
He wanted to get out of there and go do something else. He ended up with some pigs, some old nasty animal that don't have a lot of sense enough, but enough to roll in some mud. He ended up in a place that he could not see his way out. He left love. He left the source of love. But the father had so much love for him that when the son came to his, he said he came to him, what? He came to himself. He came to his senses and came back. He was still not in his right mind because he was trying to be a slave instead of be a son, which he was. He came back to the father. What does it say? The father ran to him with open arms. What kind of love is that when somebody does you wrong? Somebody leaves you, your child leaves you, your child runs off, uh, your friend runs off, your family member runs off. And you see them and love takes over. Love drives. The church uh, from down south, they use the word love drive in the church all the time. We're going to have a love drive service today. Love drove the father because he loved the son so much. He welcomed him with open arms after all that he did. And he welcomed him in. That's how the father loves you. So much in this world has blinded us today. We got so much going on. Oh, Lord, I can't even name all of it. Maybe you can write some stuff down and make one of those long scrolls like they used back youth. They used to use back in the day when they had all the rules of the land on there, all the taxes and all of that stuff. You could write down all of those things and they could blind you, put glasses on you that you cannot see that God loves you. In the midst of what's going on in your life, in the midst of what's going on in your family, in the midst of what's going on each and every day of this world, we forget the fact that Jesus loves us. Jesus loves you. I want you to hold on to that word. Keep that word. Let it drive you. Let the love of Christ drive you. Let it give you strength. Realize Jesus loves you. I don't know how long I've been up here, but that was the message. It's simple. Jesus loves you. Hold on to it, young people. Hold on to it, older people. Hold on to it, adults. Realize Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you in the midst of your depression in the midst of your head being held down, in the midst of what the world is showing us, what the world is giving us, what's being taken out of us, all of our situations, all of the things that we are praying for, realize Jesus loves you. And that is the message for today. I'm going to say a prayer when we end. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this message on today, oh God. Help us to realize that you love us help us to take that word in and realize that you love us you created us to dominate because you love us you created us to come out of these situations because you love us let your love be inside of us in our hearts and our minds souls and spirits let that love be felt to each and every one that's hearing this message let that love be felt in this world today because this world needs to know what real love is and you have that real love for us god we thank you for this message and we pray that it becomes prevalent in our lives 
And we thank you for everything in Jesus' name.